Please join me in the spirit of prayer. O God, our God, how you astonish us, how you amaze us, that in your love for all that you have fashioned, you pour yourself out, that you give yourself freely and wholly to the recovery of your people, the ingathering of your beloved, that you make for us a way home to you, a way of grace, a way of gift, a way we could never fashion for ourselves. And so we give you thanks that your gift to us is your whole love for our whole lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please. Merry Christmas. First, I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do. What I wanted, but I'm not going to. Not going to do. I want to preach on episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> wanted to do it. Not going to do it. I will do it. That's a promise. I too much risk of spoilers. Not sure everybody saw it yet. Please go and assign it as homework instead. Go, watch it, and bring your biblical imagination with you, and notice how many similarities are there. Coming attraction, Sermon Lake. Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. Controversial opinion, I know. Let's turn to the incarnation, much more simple. <laughs> Here we are, gathered on Christmas Eve to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I love, I love that we have our largest attendance on our most astonishing days. The holy days that are in popular imagination the most absurd. We gathered in mass around the story of our God born in a manger. We gathered in mass around the story of our Jesus raised from the tomb. Astonishing. Mind-blowing. Wild. Weird. And yet we come. And yet we are attracted. We are drawn here. We come. These stories speak to a deeper place in our souls. They speak to the seat of wisdom in our heart. That seat of wisdom that desires, that desires our return to life in God. A desire, a knowing, that confounds and transcends what passes for knowing, what passes for imagination in day-to-day -day life. We come seeking astonishing good news because we need to hear again and again that there is hope, that there is hope for us. We need to hear again that the light, that the light has come into the world and that the darkness has not and will not overcome it. <coughs> We need to hear again and again that there is a new beginning in Christ. A new beginning in Christ for me and for you. 
a vicar in England named Jules Middleton. I followed her on Twitter. She blessed me with a story on a day last week when I needed some hope. She shared it on Twitter, so you might be thinking right now, this will be a short sermon. <laughs> Only 280 characters left to go. However, she made a thread of 12 tweets. So no such luck. If you'd like to follow her, go to at RedJewels on Twitter. Her story is this, story of a Christmas gift. Ten years ago, she writes, I was not a happy person. Juggling a young family with running a business, my marriage was suffering. I didn't really know what the point of life was, didn't know what I'd leave or where I'd fit. If you knew me then, you'd have seen a smiling facade, trying to be perfect at everything and yet failing at most. Into that darkness came a builder named Paul. As Paul worked on our house, he also worked on our hearts. He told me about a God who was filled with love. He told me how this God had changed his life, had quite literally saved his life. I'd heard of this God, but I had my doubts. I was right pain in Paul's backside. I questioned everything I heard from Paul. I asked way too many questions with a pretty unbelieving, real. And then this stuff got real. This God of love appeared to me everywhere, in my dreams, in random conversations, and things I read. There was no escape. But that was okay, because I felt love. Nothing practical in my life changed, and yet everything changed. Then one day, this builder named Paul said to me, We should pray. I looked around me at the building site that was our house. The kids were running around this health and safety nightmare. There was mess, there was noise, and yet, there in the midst of it, I said yes to Jesus. That night, my husband was out at a work Christmas due. So the next day over dinner, I said to him, you will never guess what happened yesterday. When I told him, he then told me. He'd spent his entire Christmas meal asking a colleague about her faith. Then he too said yes to Jesus. In tweet number nine, he says, there may have been some tears. At Christmas 2009, she continues, God gave us the greatest gift of all in the revelation of Jesus. It wasn't the gift, it wasn't gift wrapped, expensive or tidy. It was amidst the physical mess of building work and the emotional mess of our daily lives. It cost nothing, and yet it cost everything. Since then, so much has changed. God fixed our marriage. 
We were invited to an amazing church where we were welcomed like long lost family. I found purpose and meaning. I learned what love truly is. As a family, we flourish. And that was her final tweet. Why do I share this story with you? Because I want you to receive a gift from God tonight. Our gift from God is our new beginning in Christ. A fresh start. A life returned relationship with God. Our gift is a life decentered from the loneliness and futility of our own machinations and recentered on the simple knowledge that we are loved, that we are loved beyond our ability to even understand. God so loved the world. We know that verse. We know the next part. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. When we hear it, most minds go to the sacrifice of crucifixion, but that total self-offering of God to us in love begins in the incarnation. The birth of God in manger. God holds nothing back in God's desire to reach us, to restore us. God pours out God's inner life, God's very inner life into human life. So we may be brought up into God. To that God of love, we pray tonight. Asking God for a new beginning in our lives, in our relationships, in our families, in our life work, in our relationship with God. God, please fashion for us a new beginning in our hurt, in our loneliness, in our pettiness our crazy, desperate hungers, our restless, agitated misery, in our moral carelessness, our cowardice, our prideful entitlement, our unrelenting battling with ourselves, in our demoralizing self-doubt, and our cussed stubbornness. Some folks gathered here already know the grace of a new beginning in Christ. And that experience and that relationship gives us faith and hope that more do-overs, more fresh starts will come from God's abundant grace. These new starts add up over time to closer intimacy with God. These new starts add up over time to closer intimacy. A bottomless, fathomless intimacy. For this blessed group who know the new beginning, we pray tonight asking God, how can you, how can we be part of a new beginning in Christ for someone in your life? With God's help, can we be a Paul the carpenter for a friend, a relative, a co-worker, or a stranger? Others gathered here tonight are longing for a new beginning. Please know you're not alone. We are surrounding you with love and prayer tonight. Jesus Christ is here in word, sacrament, community, 
reaching out to you, even in this moment, inviting you in. Many here tonight are just fine no matter what. And that's a great gift. May your magnanimity and contentedness be your blessing. <laughs> Remember, however, the words of Anne Lamont. There is no doubt that God loves us just the way we are. And that same God loves us too much to leave us that way. <laughs> Intimacy with God pulls us off any status quo, pulls us off any sense of arrival, and makes us a beginner again on the infinite horizon of that love. Yet others here tonight are fine in a different way, in another sense of fine. Find the acronym. Fine spoken through clenched teeth with a tight face and veins showing in our necks. Fine. And we all know what that acronym stands for. Stands for freaking out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Fine. There are other ways to say that. I was this type of fine when I approached my sermon early this morning. <laughs> I so desperately wanted this gathering tonight to receive God's gift to us that I had gotten myself firmly stuck. So I walked away. I walked away from my computer, turned my back as it glowed and mocked me. And I prayed to God to help me. God, I said, for many reasons, I'm feeling F-I-N-E. I cannot do this by myself. I need to start over. And God's answer was full of grace. You are right, Jerry. You can't do this. You can't do it yourself. But I can, and I will, with you relying on me alone. And I started, started the sermon over again, relying on God and not on myself, to be my beginning, to be my life, to be my end. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.